1: Hello everyone and welcome to Military Mom Talk Radio today on a beautiful spring day. It is lovely here in the Northeast and I am assuming it's a good day in California. Our, uh, host, um, Sandra Beck is away today, so she'll have to let us know what the weather is like out out there. Um, We hope that it's a good day for you. We are uh, going to welcome a wonderful guest in just a moment. Um, But first, I wanted to just share something with you. I know that many of you may have heard of this new organization Uber, the networking organization connecting riders to drivers through apps. If you need a ride, you connect to find a driver. And if you enjoy driving and want a fare, you can sign up with them and earn a buck for driving someplace that you may already drive to every day. Um, Uber was founded in 2009 and is in hundreds of cities today. And Uber is rapidly expanding uh, and, and gaining global presence and continuing to bring people and their cities closer together. Um, one thing that when I first heard of the organization, safety was the first thing that came to my mind, uh, especially being a woman, we think of the risks before the conveniences. Now, according to their website, Uber, ride-sharing, and livery partners must go through a rigorous background check. They have a three-step screening that was developed across the United States, which includes county, federal, and multi-state checks, and they have a set a new standard. These checks go back seven years, the maximum allowed by the Fair Credit Reporting Act, and it is a comprehensive and new industry standard consistently across all Uber products, including Uber X, which we don't know too much about, but um, I would suggest in exploring it because it does sound very intriguing. Um, they say that unlike taxi industries, The background checking process and standards are consistent across the United States, as he said, and they are more often rigorous than what is required to become a taxi driver. Now, last September, and one of the reasons why I did want to talk a little bit about this is that Uber launched Uber Military, a ride-hailing uh, effort to recruit service members as drivers. Uber says some 10,000 veterans in the last uh, months that since September have signed up with the company and have collectively earned quite a bit of extra income. Recently, Uber took the program one step further, announcing it is launching a new Uber Military Families Coalition and has hired a former Marine Corps reservist as Uber Military's new director. Now, clearly, Uber senses this unique talent pool could be a rich vein for its service, given that the flexibility of part-time work is particularly appealing to returning vets who've gone back to school or for spouses left with single parenting duties. It also doesn't hurt that its military-grade drivers get some of the highest ratings from consumers, a significant appeal given that reports have surfaced of Uber drivers burglarizing passengers' home and assaulting them. So they definitely wanted to uh, dismiss those reports and have uh, wanted to assure that the safety uh, issue is present and that it is a safe company to use. Now, to me, this resource is a two-way benefit. I'm very intrigued by it and would love to know more about this myself. It's a great opportunity for employment, but it's also a great resource for families who need rides to job appointments, career fairs, and so forth. Now, the organization's mission is to partner with a range of existing military family organizations to get the word out about Uber as an employer and to provide families with services, as I say, including spouses to uh, getting spouses to career fairs or to even to military galas. The liaison groups include the American Military Partners Association, Blue Star Families, and Hiring Our Heroes. The Uber Uber Military Families Coalition plans to host informational sessions for potential military drivers and spouses led by its in-house marketing and communications team, as well as establishing alliances between partner groups, local chapters, and the company's 45 Uber Military Regions. Are you curious, so are we i'd love to hear from any of you who have either availed yourselves of their services or have contracted to become a driver with them. Let us know, and if you want more information, start with their website, which is simply uber that's u b e r dot com Now, our guest today is a mom, a parent educator, a coach, an author, a speaker, and a blogger. Parents in 96 countries around the world have enjoyed her book, Stop Reacting and Start Responding. She has been a guest on the Oprah Winfrey Show, done numerous local and national television and radio interviews, including Military Mom Talk Radio, Newspaper and online interviews, including Parent Magazine, CNN, and CNN Health. We are so pleased to welcome back Sharon Silver. Sharon, are you with us? I am. Welcome.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me. How are you today?
1: We are great. We are great. Now, where are you calling us from? What neck of the woods are you in? I'm in San Francisco. Oh, so is it a great day out there, like it is out here?
2: It's always a great day in San Francisco, but we've entered into the foggy time so oh. um we're due we've been i haven't seen sunshine in about two weeks
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's a little London overspill going on in San Diego in the spring, I guess huh <laughs> yeah,
2: I think so. I think so. So I have to go across the bay to uh my sister's house if I want to get some sunshine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh well we're so pleased that uh that you're with us today um Sharon let's start a little bit with your background you studied early childhood development uh, among many other things beyond that of course but at that point when did you realize that your focus would be educating parents instead of becoming an educator of children oh you
2: know I I Ever since I was a little girl, I always wanted to be a teacher and my sister was my first victim. Uh, <laughs> she was my first uh, student. Um, <laughs> and you know, I taught her, I taught her to read and she tells that story all the time. And, you know, one of the best gifts that I was ever given as a child was a chalkboard. And so I had my great aunt in a school and she gave me one of those old fashioned desks where the chair was actually connected to the desk. Yeah. And so, you know, my family set up this little, like, you know, classroom in my bedroom. So I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. But what ended up happening to me was um, I was a very young parent. And so I had my first child when I was 21. And I, had, I was clueless, of course, at 21. I thought I knew everything. Um, but what I didn't know was how to basically stop my own reactions, my own yelling, and propagating the same way of um, disciplining children, correcting their behavior that had been done to me. Mm-hmm. So when my child was, I never really spanked, but I did what they would call in Yiddish, I gave him a bachan tukas. Um <laughs> So it was, you know, a little hello on the diver. And mm-hmm. one day, it was a really rainy day, and I had um a, my second child at that point, And I reached, my older one was about three and a half, and we had just had a day. And I'm sure everyone listening knows what I mean when I say we had a day. a day. Yes. Um, And I decided, okay, well, enough of this. And I reached out to give him a hug, and he recoiled from me, thinking that I was going to spank him. And at that moment, I was thunderstruck by What I had done instead of being the person that my child loved, I had become the person my child feared. And I didn't want that. Yeah. Now, where I went from there was I began to research and realize, and this was many years ago, um, my older son is 35. Mm. So this is 32 years ago. There was almost nothing about parenting out there. Mm-hmm. There was early childhood development, but there was almost nothing about how to change the way that you parent your child. Right. So it took me quite a while, and I had the great good fortune when I was in college to have a professor, one of the women, who wrote some of the early childhood and parenting books that the colleges were using. Mm-hmm. And she and I became fast friends. And she basically said, I want you to study this. I want you to go here. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. She said because, oh, excuse me. (coughs) Excuse me. Mm -hmm. She said because you're answering the questions of the people in the class. You're a natural teacher. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So that's how my career got started.
1: Mm. And you're so right. There was, there was certainly, and I recall, um, I remember being glued, Chris, my background was early childhood ed as well, but I was glued to the television when I knew I was going to become a mom. I would listen to T. Barry Braselton, or I would listen Me to- Me too! Wasn't he wonderful? Or I should He say was yes. my mentor. It, it, really? Yes. Yeah, there was um, something yes, so yes. peaceful about his voice.
2: <laughs> oh, he was amazing. I mean, he
1: You know, for those of us in,
2: in Sage Group, he was the person who did the most cutting-edge uh, cutting research. And yes. his show, What Every Baby Knows, was yes. literally what started this for me. He invited oh. a woman on, um, and he introduced her as a parent educator. And my whole being just lit up. I went, there is such a thing? And I called him. Did and he? he told me how to do what I do. Wow.
1: Wow. And
2: he actually picked up the phone. He actually picked up the phone. Wow. Wow. I know.
1: His books, I'm sure, are still right up there, and, and I hope that they are because there was just a very calm, um, sensible. Thank you very much. Sensible way of uh, approaching things. We are heading to break. I didn't catch it in the the chat. So um, we will be right back with Sharon Silver after this.
0: Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these.
3: People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years. And now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central.
4: Good afternoon, everybody. Are you ready to win some awesome prizes? Well, fantastic, because we're ready to give them to you. Just
2: call 903-787-5880 now, and the ninth caller will be our winner. That's the ninth caller at 903-787-5880
1: to win today's prize. And today's prizes will be two passes to the Earth and Space Science Center and Dome Theater at Tyler
2: Junior College, complete with two collectible solar eclipse viewers. But wait, that's not all. Call now and also get a $10 off coupon for a fabulous haircut at the Red Petal Salon over on the corner of Vine and Houston Street. Call now, 903-787-5880. Good luck
0: and see you next time.
4: We'll put a
3: boot in your ass, it's the American way. Hey Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list and
1: Welcome back, everyone. This is Robin Boyd with you today. Uh, Sandra Beck is off today, so we wish her a happy day. Uh, I'm here today with Sharon Silver. Uh, She is the author of, um, and your book, tell us your book, Sharon, because um, this, I'm sure, was the culmination of all of your research that you did um, once you discovered that educating parents was, uh, the, the critical in, in your destiny, I should say.
2: Yeah, the name of the book is Stop Reacting and Start Responding 108 Ways to Discipline Consciously and Become the Parent You Want to Be. Mm-hmm. And I think that you're right. It is the culmination of what T. Berry Brazelton taught me, what I've learned in early childhood development, parenting, and the several different, uh, programs that I am certified in. And really, I think what the goal is, is to look at a child and look at their behavior as a red flag, a clue, if you will, Mm -hmm. instead of having the understanding that their behavior is a bad thing. Because it's not a bad thing. It's a learning thing. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a cry for, I need, I am not able to manage this. I am overwhelmed. I am completely consumed by my emotions. And you are the safest person in my love, parent. Therefore, I am now, as we used to call in my house, vomiting my emotions all over you.
1: Mm -hmm. I I like that because it's (laughs) true. It's very figurative or or sometimes literal. Um, That's very, very true. I I think when a child has that quote-unquote meltdown, um, we then feel like, the frustration of not knowing what to do, but then we always sort of say, oh, my goodness, what didn't I do to have stopped this in the first place?
2: Well, I think that's a real misnomer because I think that parents are of, under the belief, have the belief that, um, that their job is to stop it. And I would like to reframe that for parents and say your job is not to stop it. Your job in actuality is to allow it to play out as long as it is not physically or emotionally abusive, Mm -hmm. allow it to play out so the child can learn and empathetically stand by and support your child and teach the child the life skills that they need. Mm
1: -hmm. And so
2: I am, you know, my goal with Proactive Parenting is to absolutely to reframe this for parents. And I've come up with three core messages that I believe really help parents define there's so much parenting information out there that I think that what most parents are feeling is every site is telling me I'm doing it wrong. Every site has a different way of doing it and therefore I'm
4: confused.
2: And sure. and the subtext is also well, what's wrong with that? I mean, I was yelled at, I was screamed at, I was spanked, I was punished, and I turned out just fine. Mm-hmm. And and I think that what, you know, there's, there's three things that I want to say here, but also I want to just sort of invite the listeners to really think about this. Do you really remember how you felt when those things were happening to you as a child? Or has your mind taken over? Because now you're an adult and you're in that situation. I mean... Really, what I was wooden spooned, as they say, and Mm -hmm. I had my mouth washed out with soap, and I was spanked. And when I really did the hard work to look back, I realized that those things diminished me. They made me feel like my feelings and my words and my view of the situation was meaningless. And as a result, that was built into the foundation of who I was to become, and I carried that into adulthood. Now, from the parents to support the parents, the truth is they don't know what else to replace the yelling with, mm-hmm. you know, so we have, we have a situation here. So what I'd like to offer listeners is I'd like them to think about three things. Number mm-hmm. one, when you, the word connecting is being thrown about all over the place now, but it isn't just a catchphrase. Because connecting is what paves the way for learning and better behavior. It opens your heart. It opens your child's heart. It allows you to breathe. It allows you as a parent to see the entire situation. And it allows your child to feel your empathy. Mm. And the second uh, core message we have at proactive parenting is that responding instead of reacting is the magical link that unlocks what we're all facing, which is the I'm not listening barrier. So when you respond to a child, when you react to a child, it drives you into the emotions of I have to control this, I have to stop this. And it cuts off the thinking for both you and the child because the child is now focused on the yelling and the screaming that's going on and not focused on the lesson or the mistake. And the third core principle is that true discipline empathetically teaches life and emotional skills and firmly holds your child accountable for the choices of their actions, their choices. Mm -hmm. So discipline, as we all know, really does mean to teach. It doesn't mean to punish. Sometimes teaching means letting your child learn hard lessons. But as long as you're there to empathetically support them, then the lesson stays in their lap Versus, like I said before, them getting angry and then turning to you and being angry because you yelled and you didn't hear me. And the situation goes downhill from there.
1: Connection and, and, and communication is so important. And I think in, in, with my kids, that was probably one of the things that I tried the hardest on. I mean, there are certainly things that I did not do well <laughs> And I'm sure that my kids would, would find a way to point every single one of them out now that they are adults. But <laughs> You and me both. <laughs> I do love my kids, but we do have a wonderful um, communication, I have to say. And if anything, that was the one thing that I did. The one thing that I would do, and I'd love your take on this, is I would try – not always be able to, because obviously we have many things in our lives to do, but I would try very hard to sit and watch one of the shows that they might be watching on television. Excuse me. And then I would mute the commercial, or in, or if I was able to, I would record the the show so that there would no not be any commercials in it. During that, in between time muting the commercials, I would talk about the show. What is the protagonist doing what is the other the antagonist doing to the protagonist that's making them feel uncomfortable how do you think they feel why do you think the antagonist is angry and having them sort of assess the scenario um, so that they would be able to then make those identifications I guess you could say and then we would watch the show play out and 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 talk about the show afterwards um, what do you, obviously television is in, in movies and so forth are a part of our daily lives, um, but what do you find um, as far as those kinds of communications and discussing things as a, as a beginning step to then relating that to their everyday real life?
2: I think it's brilliant. I think that um, really and truly what you've got here is you take an objective scenario, You play it in front of both you and the child. It puts you on equal footing. Now, just as you're both sitting on the couch looking at something, you are both sitting on this side of a scenario that really doesn't involve you. Mm -hmm. So you get the opportunity to objectively look at it and say, wow, you know, this is what I see. Did you see that? It is really and truly the opportunity to teach life and emotional skills in an objective way that doesn't cause the child to feel like they're being attacked or they're being lectured. And no matter what, I mean, there is no such thing as a perfect parent. I know a tremendous amount about parenting, and I am not a perfect parent because there are lessons for me as well as lessons for my child involved in the parenting experience. And sometimes if you can objectively look at a television show, you're going to see that. You're going to have the ability to have your child have empathy for you because now they're looking at how the parent handled it and everything that led up to the decisions that the parent had to make, and you get to look at all the decisions that led up to what the child did. So it's Very- a really brilliant way. It's a really brilliant way of um, being on equal footing, being empathetic with each other, and really um, dissecting situations.
1: Well, I, I do know that it opened up a lot of conversations for us, and oftentimes, then at the dinner table, there would be, uh, and it might be two weeks later, somebody would say, remember that, that show because the, the girl said blah, blah, blah. There was somebody at school that did that, and it would be a great opportunity to say, well, what do you think uh you know what what happened and so forth as it as i was just i guess my point is is that communication is just so important and so many times just when you think you get the hang of it another developmental stage crops up on you (laughs) and you have something else to deal with or you have another growth hormone kicking in there or you have another uh another uh attitude or whatever um and i guess that brings me to another point as to um this time of year, because every parent is at their wits' end in May and June. Their sports teams are wrapping up, recitals, dances, higher education, graduations, all of that kind of stuff. Um, the award ceremonies. This is when I think we're just go, 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 go. And this is when the bickering happens at the breakfast table or the fighting in the back seat on the way to school. Um, and of course, we want to screech and just say, stop it you know, cut it out, leave her alone, don't do it. How do we develop a better scenario for, say, that example of the the morning breakfast tension?
2: Well, I think that, you know, this does happen to every family. And I think what really needs to be acknowledged here are feelings. And As you're acknowledging the feelings and it's okay for them to surface, what parents need to do is they need to also surround that with that communication. You're right, communication is key. You have to surround the ability to express your feelings with your boundaries. Things like, you know, I hear that you're really upset, and I don't think anybody wants to be attacked. So what I'd like you to do is take a deep breath, and I'd be more than happy to help, but I'm not willing to listen to that. So you can either get yourself together here, or you can go in your room and come find me when you're done. And I'm happy to help, and we can talk about it. But I don't need to. I don't need to hear this, and I'm not going to hear
1: this. Sharon, we are going to go to break, and I do want to pick up on this on the other side of the break because I think this is so important for parents. Our guest today is Sharon Silver um, from ProactiveParenting.net. We'll be back in a moment.
0: Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd, and we'll be right back after these.
3: I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones, Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Net. Do not let the way to this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on TogiNet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be, I'm Free, with Minister Diane Jones, Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com. This is the TogiNet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge.
4: Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velasi's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions and become our own guru. Velasi is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom in. Science, ancient and evolving, old medicine and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Only here on the... There ain't
3: no doubt, I love this land. God bless
0: the USA. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com
1: Welcome back, everyone. This is Robin Boyd with you today. Uh, Sandra Beck is away today, and we are glad that you are here with us, along with Sharon Silver, our guest. She is the author of "Stop Reacting and Start Responding." Um, she, her website is proactiveparenting.net. And uh, just before the break, and I do apologize, we cut away. I, get, I gave you a loaded question, Sharon, before we before we hit the airwaves. Uh, the commercial break, I should say. Um, we were talking a little bit about uh, that the tension that we're all under. Parents are uh, six ways to Sunday uh, at this time of the year. It is just as big as uh, the, the busiest time of year. And this is when the kids get snitty. This is when they get cranky. This is when our tension then is just uh, mirrored into their uh, behavior and we've got that um going on at the breakfast table. What you're saying that we should just then suggest everybody go to their rooms and take a five-minute break. What happens when Susie says, but my hair, I've got to do my hair and I've got to finish breakfast. How are we going to get that under wraps?
2: Um, you know, first of all. I think that a five minute—you you give him the opportunity, especially at this time of year, to either get it together instantaneously or to take a five minute break. I had one child who never in his life got a timeout, never needed to leave the situation. He would always just say, "Okay," and he would get himself under control. I had another one who absolutely needed to go into his room, take five minutes, have his whatever, and then come back. Um, You have to know who your children are, and you have to be able to really then also know who you are. What's your expectation at this time of year? That your children will be perfect because they're going to be trotted out in front of the public? That they are perfectly dressed because they're going to um, go to commencement? You have to look at what your expectations are, and there's nothing wrong with those expectations, now you put those expectations next to the truth of who your child is and say, can I expect this from them? Or will this put too much pressure on them? And if so, how can we, at a calm time, come together and make some agreements so we're all happy? Mm -hmm. In our house, I had two sons, and You know, there was no dressing up ever, any time, no matter what. But the rule was, if there is some place that I think is important, it's the only time I'm going to ask you to dress up, and I expect you to do it without any problem. The rest of the time, you're on your own. Pick whatever you like to wear. Dress however you like. It's your freedom of expression. Mm -hmm. But if we're going someplace important, you know, I get to have a vote. And that was always the rule, and there was never an issue about it.
1: Hmm. And I guess putting those um standards or guidelines up front is probably the best practice because it's not throwing something at a child all of a sudden, oh no, you can't wear that. It's a uh, it's a matter of this is what's expected of you. So that uh precursor I guess is what you're saying that um that communication that this is what is expected Is what's going to happen Um.
2: well that's why I named my business proactive parenting because the more that you can proactively talk about the less you're going to have as drama or um, lack of cooperation on the other end Mm
1: -hmm. so you
2: say okay look let's look at the calendar and I see you're graduating you're graduating your friends graduating we're doing this we're doing that let's talk about this and let's get some agreements now Mm Having that done, I mean, that's all well and good. And now I'm also a huge realist. Let's talk about the fact that we've already had those agreements. We've made the rules. And I, as a parent, have complete confidence that you understand me clearly, and you, of course, will not give me an ounce of problem. (laughs) Um, so, So we wake up, and all of a sudden I am shocked. You're giving me argument. You're giving me lip. You're giving me attitude. What does a parent say? And how does a parent not get into the reaction? Yeah. Well, here's the best advice that I can give you: ask a question, but the questions are very proactive and very pointed. And the first question is: What do you think's going to happen if you talk to me that way? Mm-hmm. How do you think your sister's going to feel if you do that? What are the agreements that we made? Mm -hmm. And what will you be doing now?
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So if you notice that as I was asking those questions, my voice was going a little bit lower and a little bit lower. Because as women, when we get emotional, our voices go up. And that becomes shrieking, especially to male children and husbands. (laughs) (laughs) Um, With girls, girls are, we process the situation through talking. And that's how the female brain works. A male brain does not process emotions through talking. A male will process emotions by physicality. Mm-hmm. So he might shove a sister to let you know, I don't like this, or a brother, or a chair, or slam a plate. Mm-hmm. That's a signal. And if you can start looking at it that way and recognize what the reality of human beings are, you're going to be able to do a much better job and and save yourself a lot of problems.
1: Mm, It's so interesting. Connecting, responding, and true discipline. Let's talk a little bit uh, about intuition. Intuition we we all know it we get that feeling in the pit of our stomach when when we know something isn't going to turn out right or the course of action ahead of us is just you know you can just see it written on the wall but our kids need to learn that don't they um <laughs> now especially with the summer months ahead some kids are meeting new kids and uh, whether it be um going to a new school or maybe summer camp they're going to meet new groups of cliques and and all of that or some of them are going to be latchkey kids there's no getting around that how can we begin to help our children recognize that there might be a choice in their actions? And I think we've kind of talked about that a little bit, but I'd like to talk about it specifically with intuition.
2: Well, um, now I'm going to use a um, a swear word here and yep. a, the S word. Um, mm-hmm. It was the one time I said to my children, and it's become exceedingly valuable, is I said, you know, what is your intuition? Well... And I guess my youngest was maybe nine or 10 and my oldest was 13 or 14. I said, all right, well, here goes. It's what's called your shit detector. Mm -hmm. And what it does and what I did was I told them to rub their hands together for a minute until they felt the heat and to pull their hands um, away so that they could feel the heat in between their hands. We've all done this as kids. You rub your hands really quickly and you feel the heat in between your hands. I said, that is. It's like your intuition. It's like the hairs on the back of your neck. And I want you to pay attention to that, the little still voice inside of you. So I really got their attention with the word shit detector, and now I had a buy-in. And I said, when you're in a situation where the hairs on the back of your neck are coming up and you hear inside you, Mom and Dad are not going to like this. Or, you know, I'm just bristling. I said, that is your internal intuition, your alarm system. You never, ever, ever, ever ignore that. Mm -hmm. And I want you to know I'm going to trust you. And the reason I'm going to trust you is because I know that you know what's right. Now, the moment that a parent does that, what they've done is they've shifted the control and the responsibility from their lap to the child's lap. Does it mean that the parent is really shifting the responsibility and control? Oh, heavens no. But you want to make sure that your child has that belief. That means when they're out there, they're taking a great deal more responsibility because they're not waiting for you to come and rescue them or control them or remind them of the rules. It's their job. And you'd be amazed at the level of responsibility that occurs when you do that. So if you tell the kids, here's the rules, I trust you, give me a call if there's something I can help you with.
1: Yeah.
2: And they go, really? And I'm <laughs> like, yes, really. Because after all, our goal is to release children who are responsible and respectful out into this world. And Mm -hmm. if we wait to do that when they're 18 years old, we have really lost the opportunity. But at 9 and 10, you're sending them out there and they're like, Okay, Mom, see you later. I'm on my own. Yes, I believe in you, dude. I really do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it is true. I I can remember... um All the firsts in my children's lives. Honestly, I remember when I let them walk down two doors down by themselves and I stood at the edge of the driveway instead of me walking them two doors. I mean, I remember every first. And it's difficult because every little bit of letting go uh, is is such a challenge. Um, We do have another break coming up, Sharon. And on the other side of the break, I want to talk a little bit more um, about those dynamics when kids do meet other kids and and how we manage it. I also want to talk about something on your website. I I believe it's a downloadable. It says, Why is Yelling my go-to tool? And I want to share that with all of our listeners. I want to let everybody know that if you've missed any of this show or any of our other 200-plus shows, you're always welcome to download them from our website, militarymomtalkradio.com, from our show page right here on the Toganet Network. T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com, and all 200 plus episodes are free for download on iTunes. We are very proud that um, we have a lot of you listening from all over the world, and we are very, very grateful for um, all of your uh, following our shows, and we have had some tremendous guests, as you have heard so far with Sharon Silver, our guest today. She is the author of Stop Reacting and Start Re." Responding, uh, she is the owner of ProactiveParenting.net, and we have lots more with her after the break here on Military Mom Talk Radio. So don't go away; we'll be right back.
0: Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these.
3: In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of paying it forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to mymomknowsbest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's paying it forward. With tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned, these pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on toginet.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. Shh,
4: listen
3: Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Hey Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list. And a statue of started shaking.
0: Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd.
1: Welcome back, everyone. This is Robin Boyd with you today, along with Sharon Silver. She is the um, author of Stop Reacting and Start Responding. She is also the owner of ProactiveParenting.net, and I do want you all to go to this website. There is a plethora of information here, and I, uh, I'm i just so interested in um, following all of her blogs, but I also want to direct you to some of her coaching sessions that she offers. She does It has a a series, a course series, a breakthrough series, she calls it. There's also something, Sharon, um, I'd like to have you talk a little bit about, and this is a downloadable uh, from your website. Can you tell our listeners what this entails?
2: Yes, this is a gift for anybody who wants to sign up for the weekly tips that I um, send out in my newsletter that share the words to help parents move from reacting to responding. So that's really what the newsletter is. You get weekly tips. I answer people's questions. And I wanted to give a gift that would be proactive, and so I wrote this little tiny ebook. Um, I think there's 23 pages in it, and it's free, and it's downloadable, and it's called Why is Yelling My Go-To Tool? And there's three steps in there that will help you avoid that moment where you rush to reacting, that moment where you quickly um, feel like you're just so emotional that you don't have any other choice. And so the, there's three points in there that will really, if you apply it, they start retraining you It's not, you know, there is no magic bullet for any of this. That is what I think is the big misunderstanding that's out there with all of the information about parenting is that, you know, the parents are looking for a magic bullet. And if you find one, please let me know. I would be happy to (laughs) take my site down and, you know, let's, you know, but there isn't one. We're all individuals. We all have different lessons. We all have different things that have impacted us and that are impacting our children. So each one is a different mix. You know, just like if you're a parent of more than one child, each, you know, each connection that you have with each child is definitely different. So imagine that signs humanity. (laughs) So there's no magic bullet here, but there are some things you can do that are proactive that will guide you through, and I like to call them the roadmaps, and that's what this book is about. So it's free. It's my gift to all your listeners. Um, You just come and, um, you know, sign up for the uh, newsletter list, and then you get the the, uh, link to download it.
1: I love it. It's wonderful. And of course, there's information on where to purchase your book as well on your website. Absolutely, yes. I I think there are times that I I have said to my children, you know, I don't think I handled that very well. And I think we carry our own guilt so much that um, we have a hard time getting over the the little faux pas that, that have happened instead of the kids may remember it, but they have other things that are more positive that they're going to focus on. Is it is it okay for us to say, you know, I kind of had a little meltdown, too, and I don't think that I did that very well with our kids?
2: Oh, please, please,
1: please, please
2: do that. Um, it makes you human. It makes you approachable. It shows children this is – you're a role model. You're showing them this is how pilot does. you apologize. Yeah. You are honest. And what that does is it gives you the credit. To be able to say, I'm sorry, I don't like how you're handling that. But Mm -hmm. if you always are the person who never apologizes, who never owns, yeah, I lost it and I'm sorry, then the child's like, "Mm -mm," you know, not approachable. You think you're, you know, the big tough guy. Um, so I'm not, I'm not going to apologize to you. So Mm -hmm. you really have to think about what it is that you're modeling out there for your child. Now, I don't want anybody out there who's listening to ever get the idea that what I am advocating is permissive parenting because I was raised by permissive parents, and they say the research has shown, and I would agree, that permissive parenting is almost worse than anything because it sends the message that you're not cared for. It leaves the child in charge of their own their own boundaries and their own decisions, and it's a very lonely place to be, and it's the one area where where children will really resent parents. Mm -hmm. So I'm not advocating permissive parenting. I'm not advocating drill sergeant parenting. I am advocating responsive parenting, which means that you're calm enough to see the big picture, to remember what your goal is as a parent. My job is to give you all the life skills and the emotional skills that you need to be successful in this world. How can I achieve that while still being firm with the boundaries that I have? So Mm -hmm. I'm very clear about being firm with the boundaries. And what's important and implicit in that is that you need the language. So in the Breakthrough Series, which you mentioned, it's a huge series. It's our master class. And basically the idea here is this module after module that gives you sample scripts it shows you how to go from reacting to responding and what to say so you don't get mm-hmm. trapped there now this is only going this uh this program is only going to be up for another month or so and then it's being dismantled it'll be far more expensive when it's all an individual so i would encourage parents to get it now mm-hmm. but it's it's really the master class this way because it takes you from preschool all the way to high school and I've broken things down into three age groups so you know who you're addressing. What are the basic triggers for a preschooler, for a school-age child, for a teenager? And what are the sample conversations you would use in order to address all of those hmm. age
0: groups?
1: I have to say, when I was working, I, there was a, when my child, children were babies, I was fortunate enough to be home. I did go back to work when they were in grade school. But I was fortunate enough to not hold a full-time job when they were in high school, and I consider that one of my biggest blessings, and I know not everybody can do that, but – uh, especially nowadays, at least there are cell phones when you can text a kid or you can, uh, be able to say, they can contact you and say, we're going to Jane's instead of going to Mar- Mary's, uh, we're going to be there for supper or whatever. Those, that kind of communication is, is certainly a lot easier in this day and age than it was when my kids, um, were teenagers. Um, So I I have to say that we we only have a short amount of time uh, before the end of the show Sharon and one of the things that I did want to talk a little bit about with summer coming up is that um, we have kids on vacation and uh, I know you just recently did a blog about entertaining kids is it our job to entertain our kids during the summer.
2: No, it really isn't. In fact, I used to tell my kids, you know, gee, I'm really sorry, you're bored. Would you like to go out and count the of grass or the clouds? <laughs> I said, you know, first world problems, darling. I'm real upset here. Mm-hmm. Um, or or I would say to them, I got a whole slew of chores if you want to do chores. Or now they create the on-board jar, the on-board list. But, you know, I'd like to also reframe what summer can be. Um we tend to want our children learning and being academic 100% of the time. My fondest memories were going to camp and learning all kinds of fabulous, um, um, fun things to do that have now become my relaxing activities. So when parents are moving and the military families are moving all the time and they may be moving into a new area, a new um, state, or a new country, what I would encourage you to do is look at the age of your child and say, okay, I can't afford um, crafting or woodworking classes, but what I could do is I could go to a local camp and I could see if they need a junior counselor for my child. So my child could be of service, learn what being of service is all about, and they could also um, learn some great skills. What about if you can't even send them to camp, but you know that your child would love a dance class or a music class or a gymnastics class, and you can't afford that either. Let your child be an intern. Let them help set up and break down so they can be involved in the class and take the class. The teacher would love it. So it becomes a multi-layered experience for the child. They learn how to be of service, how to be a little more grown up. They learn the art or the skill, how to work. There's just a, a myriad of things that you can do. And you can check me out on Pinterest. Um, at Proactive Parenting on Pinterest because I have all kinds of things on there uh, for summer because I think it's important for kids to be guided somewhere but also be guided toward boredom mm-hmm. because boredom is a motivator. Yes, boredom will get you in trouble, but if you watch boredom, it can also inspire the um, hobbies that are going to be a lifelong hop.
1: Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, I think so many times too, there's something to be said for being peaceful and being able, be, being able to just sit and do nothing, being able to sit out on the hammock and read a book, or being able to, uh, color even though you're in the sixth grade. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. I think that, you know, life is just so intense these days that if we don't really let our kids learn what relaxation feels like, they will never be able to access it when they're older. I mean, Mm -hmm. when I think about the peace of a summer's day, it brings me such joy because Mm -hmm. I remember that when I was a kid.
1: Yes. Yes, I do too. And that's, and I have to say, now my kids do reflect on some of those su- summer afternoons when we would just take things out into the backyard and a pitcher of lemonade and, and we would either play a game or we would, uh, uh, do a craft or whatever. Those are the most valuable. And even when we are working parents, I think now many companies are a little more willing to have flex time, a little more, uh, willing to say, all right, I, I I'll make up an hour later if i can get out an hour earlier now just to be able to spend a little more dedicated time with our kids um and i hope everybody does have that opportunity this summer sharon silver thank you so much for being with us today uh you are just an amazing woman who brings us all to another level of awareness and we appreciate all that you do we want to direct everybody to proactiveparenting.net. we want you to look for that free download that she's offering as well as uh, take a look at her book stop reacting and start responding thanks so much Sharon you're a a delight we appreciate you so much
2: thank you Robin thank you so much for having me I really appreciate it and come on by take a look at the website
1: everybody absolutely we recommend it very very highly and uh we will be talking with sandra very very soon um and we hope that all of you have a wonderful week ahead thanks for joining us today on military mom talk radio have a great week everyone